Good morning, it's May 23rd. This is to my liberal friends. So who's going to blink first? Will it be Kevin McCarthy or Joe Biden? What is the, that's the question of the day as we hurtle toward reaching a point where the United States cannot pay its bills. Well, Joe Biden came back from the G7 meeting in Japan and sat down with the Speaker of the House. And while they said they made some progress, no deal has been reached. Both said they were optimistic and White House staff and key congressional negotiators would continue to try and find a compromise. I think we have to look at the basic positions each side is taking and decide which one you think is best for the country. The White House, along with the Democrats in the Congress, have been demanding that the debt limit be raised without any strings attached. They've made some hollow commitments to negotiate on spending cuts once that's done. This week, Akeem Jeffries, the House Democratic leader, hinted that he might entertain freezing spending at the current level. But leading up to this crisis, Biden kept telling Republicans to come up with their own budget plan. He was told by his staff and congressional Democrats to hold fast because they did not think McCarthy could get the votes to, to pass a bill in his fractured caucus. He could not afford to lose any votes, and certainly no Democrat in the House would cross over to, to help him. But the strategy fell by the wayside when McCarthy was able to unify his caucus and pass a bill 217 to 215. And here's what that bill says. The bill would set federal discretionary spending at $1.47 trillion during the next fiscal year and allow it to increase only 1% annually from there, far below the rate of inflation in most years. The cap on spending is the big ticket item in the bill, accounting for about two-thirds of the $4.8 trillion in deficit reduction that the Congressional Budget Office says would occur over 10 years if the bill is enacted. Discretionary spending includes things like weapons programs, service member pay, grants for schools that serve large shares of low-income students, rental assistance, and disabled money to fund cancer, research, and other life-threatening disease is the spending that Congress approves through appropriations bills. All of that is considered discretionary. The House bill doesn't affect spending on Social Security and Medicare. Such spending referred to as mandatory accounts for about two-thirds of, they account for two-thirds of all federal spending. The bill would rescind all unobligated COVID relief money from the six bills enacted from 2020 to 2022. The change would reduce spending by about $30 billion over the next decade, according to CBO. That's less than 1% of the total cost of the six bills. The Republican bill would rescind $71 billion the Democrats passed and lax Congress to upgrade IRS's technology and to hire a lot more agents. Republicans lashed out at the funding, saying it would lead to an army of IRS agents harassing Americans. There's a debate on how effective the hiring boom would be at the IRS, and the Congressional Budget Office is said to eliminate these funds might increase deficits by $120 billion over the next 10 years. All budget deals cover 10 years because of lack of enforcement of the tax code. Let's face it, we have a lot of tax cheats out there. The Republican bill would repeal actions taken by President Biden to waive $10,000 to $20,000 in debt for nearly all borrowers who took out student loans. The bill would also prohibit the administration's effort to cut monthly payments in half for undergraduate loans. The CBO projects the student loan changes would save about $460 billion over 10 years. That's not chump change. One of the key elements of the GOP bill is expanded work requirements for recipients of federal cash and food assistance. Under current law, able-bodied adults under 50 and without dependents risk losing their food stamp or SNAP benefits if they don't spend 20 hours a week in work-related activities. The bill would simply require those changes in the bill to, from ages 50 to 55. In addition, the bill would apply work requirements for able-bodied adults without dependents in Medicaid, the federal state program that provides health insurance coverage for low-income Americans. Job training and performing community service would count toward fulfilling the work requirement. It's not that hard to get it done. 
The final piece of the Republican bill would seek to increase fossil fuel production by easing permitting restrictions that delay pipelines, refineries, and other energy projects. I should point out that we've not constructed a new refinery in the United States since the 1970s, and environmentalists keep trying to stop any movement of fossil fuel infrastructure. What all this would do is increase the debt limit by $1.5 trillion through March 31st of next year, which would set up yet another fight right during an election year. Democrats seem to be unified in their opposition to any concessions and want the debt limit increased by several trillion. This would allow them to continue funding the programs they want, and some experts say that if unchecked, the national debt could reach 51 trillion in the next 10 years. I believe some compromise will be worked out because neither side can risk being blamed by the voters for a default. The media will try and blame Republicans, but if you look at most of their proposals, polling shows the voters lean to supporting those changes. So what will be the final income? final outcome. And I do believe there will be a deal reached. Make no mistake, McCarthy seems to have a slight advantage because he has forced Biden to come to the negotiating table, something Biden has said for months he would not do. McCarthy has taken tax cuts off the table, removing a key point for Democrats. It will be a compromise that will resemble deals that have been cut in the past. Liberals will scream and yell the deal is cutting too much spending and the conservatives will oppose it for not cutting enough. But if Biden and McCarthy shake hands on a deal, then enough members from both sides of the aisle will come together and approve the compromise that will prevent the United States from defaulting. This has been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, recommend it to your friends. Hit the subscribe button. If you have something you want to say, make a comment.